0: We're delighted to have Kaleidoscope Bibles and 10 sponsoring this season. And Kaleidoscope Bibles are a new product to us. We've discovered them quite recently, but we wholeheartedly love what they are doing. They are bridging the gap between the kids' story Bibles and the adult Bible and rewriting the books of the Bibles into that gap so that our elementary, primary age kids are able to access God's Word. We've been really enjoying um, reading their version of One and Two Peter. It's collected in a a book with James, and I really love the way that um, the writer is giving the context in an accessible way. Our kids can definitely understand what's going on. And so then as they hear God's word, hear what God is saying to these people through Peter and through James, um, it makes a whole lot more sense. We really love the book. It's beautifully produced. It's well written. Highly recommend. Grab a copy at 10ofthose.com.
1: Welcome to Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. My name is Sarah, I live in the UK, this is my sister Felicity, she lives in the US and we're delighted that today we're getting right into Deuteronomy chapters 1, 2 and 3 together. We won't be reading all of those chapters, we're going to be reading just part of chapter 1, um, but we're getting right into it Felicity. Before we get there, any nice biscuits or tea to join us?
0: Oh yes, the chocolate finger. I mean, and I know that to the Americans, that sounds like a strange kind of juxtaposition of words, but (laughs) it's just a delight, isn't it? And it's very hard to eat just one. So, in a way, I'm looking forward to the tin being empty of them because it's just yeah. a bit too tempting <laughs> to have them there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it feels like they're not quite big enough, are they? No. They're not quite, you know. You just have, always have to go back for one more, which yes. is the da- the danger <laughs> and the the genius of the person who invented the chocolate finger, really, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yes, we've had a um, a tea making kind of uh, just everything's changed in our house because our electric kettle which is what most English people have in their houses. Um, it just didn't survive the fact that it was being boiled four to five times a day, which oh. is a very un-American thing to do is to make that many cups of tea. Oh. So oh, no! I think really we basically overboiled it. <laughs> so we've, uh, we've transitioned into the, the much more American on the hob kettle. I have yet to work out which one's quicker or, you know, but it's quite pleasing. It's a more pleasing Mm. looking kettle.
1: So, you know, for those
0: of you who are interested, (laughs) the kettle situation in the Carswell house
1: is that. But can you cook at the same time as using a kettle? Well, it is
0: something that has crossed my mind because that does take out one of the four hobs. Mm. I don't know how often I use all four hobs. No, true, so. <laughs> true,
1: but still, okay. Um, right. Felicity, before we get stuck into G-tronomy, um, for those who might be feeling daunted about getting into a, a book that feels really foreign, a book that feels really kind of out of kilter with our culture um, and it's just big, tell us, give us some tips for for just getting into it. I think it's a really good question because I feel like this. I don't know how many of our listeners
0: have been uh, giving the the Bible in a year ago. Um, Maybe you're a month in and maybe you're kind of, you maybe got through Genesis and you're kind of heading into these big books. And I always feel, what do we do? (laughs) How am I going to get to the end? And I think what has helped me as I've been in Deuteronomy this time around is not thinking about the end Mm. before I've actually got going and just taking it literally one day at a time, one chapter at a time even, and just reading it for what it is rather than mm. thinking of it with all those preconceptions. of I am not going to understand it? I don't know what's, where's the law, but is this law? You know, all those kind of questions. Actually, just read it for what it is. Brilliantly, this is a narrative. Like I know it's all said in one day, but actually he is telling the story of God's people mm. and, and narratives are relatively easy to read. So if we just kind of shift our thinking on it, I think that's been a helpful thing. Just reading it with someone else, really yeah. good. Like knowing that you're reading it has really helped me to just keep reading. Oh, it's it.
1: definitely, I think we've both had kind of low patches when we were like, oh, I'm not sure I want to do this. And yeah. actually the, the other person's currently excited. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll keep going because yeah. there must be
0: more. Yes, absolutely. And I think I think it was helpful when you said in our first episode that it's quite hard to get your head around the whole book because it's so long. Mm. And I think it's just thinking I can't get my head around the whole book and it's okay mm. to just take a chunk at a time. And so that's why we've we've kind of split it up into these chaptered chunks, haven't we, to make yeah. it more manageable. Because it's like it's not that we're reading all of Deuteronomy today. We're just looking at no. <laughs> one chunk of it. So.
1: <laughs> we are one chunk. We're looking at chapters one, two, and three today. Felicity, you're going to read uh, chapter one, verses one to 33 for us. We're going to be using the NIV Bible. That's what we use in each season. Why don't you read for us? we Will do. These are the words Moses
0: spoke to all Israel in the wilderness east of the Jordan. That is in the Araba, opposite Suf, between Paran and Tophel, Laban, Hazaroth, and Dishab. It takes 11 days to go from Horeb to Gadesh Bonia by the Mount Seir road. In the 40th year, on the first day of the 11th month, Moses proclaimed to the Israelites all that the Lord had commanded him concerning them. This was after he had defeated Sion, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, and at Idre had defeated Og, king of Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth. East of the Jordan, in the territory of Moab, Moses began to expound this law, saying, The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighbouring peoples in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev and along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon as far as the great river, the Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. At that time, I said to you, you're too heavy a burden for me to carry alone. The Lord your God has increased your number so that today you are as numerous as the stars in the sky. May the Lord, the God of your ancestors, increase you a thousand times and bless you as he has promised. But how can I bear your problems and your burdens and your disputes all by myself? Choose some wise, understanding, and respected men from each of your tribes, and I will set them over you. You answered me, what you propose to do is good. So I took the leading men of your tribes, wise and respected men, and appointed them to have authority over you, as commanders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens, as tribal officials. And I charged your judges at that time, hear the disputes between your people and judge fairly whether the case is between two Israelites or between an Israelite and a foreigner residing among you. Do not show partiality in judging. Hear both small and great alike. Do not be afraid of anyone, for judgment belongs to God. Bring me any case too hard for you, and I will hear it. And at that time I told you everything you were to do. Then, as the Lord our God commanded us, we set out from Horeb and went towards the hill country of the Amorites through all that vast and dreadful wilderness that you've seen. And so we reached Kadesh Barnea. Then I said to you, have reached the hill country of the Amorites, which the Lord your God is giving us. See, the Lord your God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, told you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Then all of you came to me and said, let us send men ahead to spy out the land for us and bring back a report about the route we're to take and the towns we'll come to. The idea seemed good to me, so I selected twelve of you, one man from each tribe. They left and went up into the hill country and came to the valley of Escol and explored it. Taking with them some of the fruit of the land, they brought it down to us and reported, it is a good land that the Lord our God is giving us. But you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, the Lord hates us. So he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go? Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. They say the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large with walls up to the sky. We even saw the Anakites there. Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. In spite of this, you did not trust in the Lord your God, who went ahead of you on your journey, in fire by night and in a cloud by day, to search out places for you to camp and to show you the way you should go.
1: Wow. There's so much in that first bit but first of all Oof. I mean amazing pronouncing of all those names well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's one of those that when you see it coming you're like how am I going to get it right but like, I don't know I'm going to do it. Can do it? <laughs> so should we just kind of um, give a quick overview of what's going on in these three chapters. So we've had in this first bit and we've had the kind of story so far haven't we? And there's a real repetition of God of your ancestors and then um, kind of repeated lines like um, you've increased as numbers, uh, you know, as, as stars in the sky, that you're that numerous. That should ring bells of, wow, all these yeah. promises that God has kind of said in the past, they're all coming true. Um, They're kind of ready to go into the land. And then you get this massive but in verse 28 <laughs> But you were unwilling. You rebelled. You grumbled. You you said the Lord hates you. You did not trust in the Lord, and that's like the pivot, isn't it, of the yes. kind of um, this beginning narrative, and then, yeah, and then it kind of takes them into the wilderness for forty years. Um, and, and just just to remember that they, the people who are listening, are not actually
0: in the wilderness. Moses no. is is recounting what has happened with God's people, isn't it? So these people actually sit still and listen <laughs> for the whole of Deuteronomy. Yes, yes. <laughs> and these they're people sitting, sit still. Yeah, they're sitting just on the edge of the promised land, aren't they?
1: And these and people are the children of all of those who have died in the wilderness. So for 40 years, he said, no, one, none of that generation were going to enter the land. This is all of their children. So you can imagine the context, all of these people listening have been bereaved of their parents' generation. So they're sitting, listening um, to the history of their sin, essentially, of of the people's sin and rebellion against the Lord and how significant it was. Um, And so you get kind of the, I think what's really striking in chapter two is then you get um, the Lord talking about other nations being given Mm. land. And it feels very ironic because you're like, no, 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 the Israelite's meant to be the ones being given (laughs) the land. And yet it's the nations, other nations around them who are going to have given possession of different spots of land and then you get the defeat of these two big kings what literally they are giants yeah um, that 9 cubit bre- bed of iron or something that's described yes in chapter it? 3 i know <laughs> yeah um so you get these this the kind of beginnings of the lord kind of working and this is actually recalled back in numbers uh, these narr- this narrative of these two defeats of these kings um and that's then where they've got to at this point so chapters 1 to 3 is like a whistle stop history of like now you're sitting looking at this land, yes, exactly. And the land is the big deal, isn't it? So that they've
0: been through the wilderness, been taken through the wilderness, kept, mm. provided for by the Lord, in order that He might bring them into the promised land. And that that's the kind of the big hope. That's literally what they're all longing for, and that's what's been yeah. talked about all throughout this time. So it's it's interesting, just at the very start. Even if we go back to the beginning, in one verse three. He's just Mm. said it takes 11 days to go from Horeb to Kadesh Banea. That's basically 11 days to get from where they started into the promised land. But then it says in the 40th year, on the
1: first day of the (laughs) year, like no, no,
0: (laughs) this all went wrong. We had to take you back into the wilderness because of, and they said. literally,
1: and he literally, the Lord said, "You have to turn around and go back towards the Red Sea." So they're kind of turning around and going back towards slavery. That journey back, mm. um, and I just, that's so striking, isn't it? Just the within the first couple of verses, this, and actually, it's a narrator speaking at this point. So it's not Moses. There's a narrator involved in writing Deuteronomy as well, isn't there? He kind of bookends Deuteronomy and a little bit in the middle as well. Um, but it's so from the get-go, it's like just. Just remember, just remember your past. Remember that it took 40 years, nearly 41 years to do an 11 day journey because of the rebellion of the hearts of your people. And um, I think it's really striking the way through the book and you get it here already that he talks about you, you rebellion, your rebellion, Mm. you, and he kind of, he kind of lines up the people who are listening now who actually weren't there but he is saying it's still your sin. You're still owning it. It's still your same heart problem for you as well as it was for your parents. And that kind of flows through to us as well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, would kind you of say that?
0: that? Absolutely. I think there's a sort of smoosh of the you.
1: Ooh, so. a smoosh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tell well, us I think... about the smoosh. <laughs> well, I think you, you you have
0: the you of literally the people who are sitting here listening. And then you have the you of the people who m- like made that huge grumbling Rebellious mistake and got taken off into the wilderness to die, basically, that generation before. But then you have not just us who are reading this, but everyone throughout history who has been reading Deuteronomy. And we're talking people, you know, Joshua takes them into the land. It's people then, isn't it? And then it's people on. It's the prophets who talk about, they reference Deuteronomy. You've got the New Testament referencing Deuteronomy. So everyone's been reading this. See, everyone you know the yous who are reading yous. including us <laughs> but the, the the point of that I think being our hearts have not changed mm. and that's that's one of the big kind of revelations of the book isn't it I think we have a, a big revelation of who God is and or even just at this very beginning start of the book we hear God providing for his people like he's taking them into the wilderness but he is providing them night and day he, mm. he showed them where to camp he led the way and in the same way, we have a revelation of what we're like as well. God doesn't change, and, and unfortunately, we don't change. I thought it was interesting. One of the big things, I think, that comes through Deuteronomy, and we get a hint of it here, in 1 verse 36, um, he mm. talks about Caleb and Josh, uh, Joshua. They're going to lead them because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. That's just a big Deuteronomy thing, isn't it? And it's, it's like, helpful to notice it here. God is concerned about the heart. Yeah. And so I think that's helpful to sort of set that up.
1: And it's a, and it's in contrast, isn't it, to the people whose it's their heart that's been unwilling to go up. The kind of language of unwilling, rebellion, grumbled. You did not trust in the Lord. Like that is all heart language, isn't it? So it's not it's not abstract in any way like yeah. they had they had more than enough to be able to trust the lord he has given them everything um and even in these chapters um in the wilderness he still provided for them and then in this defeat of these two giant kings um He's done all of that, all of that, you know, as you kind of go the way through, use that repetition tool and go through and just see what's repeated time and again. And it's the Lord gave them this, the Lord gave them that, the Lord delivered them into your hands. He goes before you, he was there after you. Like in every way, it's the Lord who has made this happen. So they're now finally sitting on this kind of edge of the promised land. Um,
0: Yes, absolutely. Is it worth just like momentary considering the fact that we seem to have quite a bit of destruction of the other nations. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see that. That's going to be a thing that comes out, <laughs> <made a> thing. <laughs> <I know. laughs> which is an uncomfortable thing. And I think that's right yeah. that it's uncomfortable. Like We're not supposed to be comfortable with this. Um, but it's worth just noting at this point, Deuteronomy sits within the kind of Genesis, Exodus, like the whole Pentateuch, these first five books. And from the very start, we have, if you're not following God, if you're not choosing the God way, you're choosing Mm -hmm. the sin death way. That's been the start Mm. from chapter three back in Genesis. And so it's not so much that we need to see that these other nations, it's not really about who they are. It's whether they're of the Lord or not, like whether Mm. they're choosing the sin way or the God way. And, And we hear throughout Deuteronomy loads about idols and chasing other gods, and he wants to protect his people from that. And so it seems just as a, a first kind of start of thinking about it, the backdrop for it is, it's either sin and death or it's God, his grace and life. Yeah. Is that, I don't know. Is that helpful? This
1: is a huge yeah. question. Yeah, it's a big question. It's good yeah. to just launch that in there. It is here, isn't it? And it's important to think about it, but also there will be other opportunities to talk about it as it Most goes on. Definitely. Um, That's like, we unbelievably...
0: It's almost time to wrap it up already, but Sarah, Mm. just one thing, driving it to the heart because that's what we always want to do, isn't it? Even though three big chapters, Mm -hmm. anything that's hitting your heart,
1: the nature of my heart being the same as their hearts here, Uh, the nature of the unwillingness, the grumbling, the uh, the willing kind of not trusting, not trusting wholeheartedly in the Lord, and seeing my heart and actually seeing this, this kind of makes you squirm. I think this, this this passage he starts this is not the kind of motivational speech that you're expecting at the start of a massive (laughs) sermon is it he's going for the sin he's going for your heart first and actually I need to hear that I need to hear that today I need to hear that every day that actually I am naturally like this and yet God doesn't change and he's faithful to his covenant promises ultimately in Jesus hooray for Jesus yes Um, (laughs) so I think a kind of my heart is thankful um and yeah just just seeing god's grace despite them mm-hmm. how about you
0: i think um yes and in that similarly seeing our heart seeing our god but in that remembering that god did and has rescued his people, including us. Mm, yeah, And I think that's one of the big calls of the book is to remember, remember who yeah. God is, remember who we are. Yeah. And even just beginning to get a handle on that, like, remember, like, don't forget who we are in that kind of what you're saying, like the reality of my heart, but also the reality of what God has done and continues mm-hmm. to do. The fact that he's given us Jesus and we're we're standing on firm ground because of the blood of Christ. And that is Praise the Lord. It's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. like remembering our past, remembering our hearts, remembering their past, re- and sitting in that narrative together helps you to remember how much we have in Christ, doesn't it? Like yes. there is an active thing that's going on there as you do that, and I think that's really helpful. And it's then, therefore, you're like, oh, well done, Moses. Actually, it's a really good start to yes. the sermon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Moses. Yeah, we'll we'll take it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll take it. I'll take it. And I'm going to pray in light of it now. Shall yes, I do that? please do. Okay. Father, thank you. Thank you that this word speaks to our hearts. Thank you that we need to hear it. Thank you that we need to see our own hearts in the midst of this word, as well as seeing your people back then. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you that we live by grace alone. And thank you so much that uh, we are not defined by our past, by our sin, but we're in Jesus. We're defined by him and we're your people in him. So we just praise you. For what we've read, uh, what we've discussed, even just a kind of, even on the surface here, Lord, we just thank you that you are at work. Amen. Amen. Wow. Three chapters down. We're looking forward to next week, aren't we? where we'll be uh, actually just taking one chapter <laughs> next week is just one chapter i know um until that point if if uh, you're listening to this podcast if you're enjoying it why not share it with a friend why not suggest reading deuteronomy together um and get this book open over a video call um over a phone call over text message over a group message whatever it is even in person over a cup of tea um get it open with someone else have a chat and see how you go and we uh, really look forward to seeing you next time
0: absolutely see you then thank you to kaleidoscope and ten for sponsoring this episode